the Fire Protection Roundtable. Well, Tyson, uh, you're the new guy here. We've talked with Brian and and uh, Mike Sprinkler Bobby. Such a catchy name. Um, <laughs> where <laughs> you first off, Sprinkler Bobby, you have a catchy name, bro. You have a catchy background. Like all your style is super catchy. Bro. I do a little bit of gaming, so the background's already. This is already all set up. So you were like, "Let's I, do a Zoom." I'm like, "All right, we can do Zoom." I totally, I totally believe that. Totally. Believe <clears> that. <throat> so cool, Tyson. Man, where are you from? Uh, how long have you been in the fire protection industry? What got you interested? So I've been. Uh, so I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. Dope. And I've been. I've been in the fire protection industry since 2008 mm, okay uh 15 years at the same company nice. and uh the name of the company i work for is ace fire systems ace we're a full service uh fire protection company mm-hmm. so we do we do installation service we do kitchen hoods we do ansel we do fire alarm we do fire hydrants we do fire extinguishers nice so we do everything yeah very nice. And who introduced you to the fire protection industry? <clears throat> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I was in the 525, the pipe fitter union, uh, cool. right out of high school. I was working at a grocery store, and then I got into the – I was trying to get into the 525, into the apprenticeship program. And uh, mm. I was working for a company. I was like the water truck guy. I drove yeah. the truck to the job sites and delivered the, the buckets of water. That's awesome. Uh, a job site said they didn't get the water that I had delivered. And they <laughs> said, time, we got to let you go. That was it. Yeah. It was like, wow, it's like this, huh? And so. So so you went and found an industry that still is water-based. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting how that happened. I was going to be working with pipes and I was going to learn that trade. And that 4th of July, after I lost that job, I got burned uh, really bad. Okay. And, uh, it just sparked my interest. Uh, I was never interested in fire and got burned, like burned as in someone did you wrong or you got physically burned, physically burned. Yeah. Playing with fireworks. Yeah. And so that was like, opened my interest in my, my mentality to, you know, I could do fire sprinklers for a living because I learned about fire sprinklers working for the plumbing company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, saw him on job sites and whatnot and mm-hmm. uh my father reached out to a friend of his and was like can you get my son a job yeah and like i was like yeah i have him come down to my shop and i walked in the front door of that shop and it's been 15 years awesome mm. yeah that's how i got that's into cool. it cool it's funny you really it, like ahead, everybody gets brought in everybody yeah no one just like oh i just applied no i have that's true so yeah i asked the same question like who brought you in because no one just finds this job you know no no one just applies everybody gets brought in yeah Yeah. they don't know about it it's the unknown trade exactly Mm -hmm. that's what we're trying why here is that is that why is it because it's unknown yeah Yeah. a lot of people don't know about it no one talks about it i talked to some wrestlers at the high school over here and they didn't know what i was talking about yeah they looked at me like i was crazy well, I so I, uh, well, I just told him like it's it's the greatest job on earth, you know, because I really think so. Yeah. You know, I, I mm-hmm. told him the life is an inspector. You know, it's like oh, I just walk around, look at ceilings, and blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I told him um, that it's recession proof. 
you know, it's good money. Um, it's a, and the thing about the trades, no matter what trade it is, it's something you can have passion in, something you can feel proud of, like doing a yep. good job every day. And you mm-hmm. can see the results rather than like look an back office at job. Uh huh. And then also when you're driving down the city, you know, you can see those high rises and, you know, you'd be like, hey, kids, I worked on that 34th floor. I sprinkled the yeah. whole thing, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. My wife's cool. My wife's sick of me explaining that. Yeah. <laughs> really? The yeah, girl yeah. I met, and I told her, just you just had to deal with it. Like, this yeah. is going to be how it is. I yeah. did that yeah. building. I did that building. Yeah. So <laughs> you you expect, like, when you and your wife go out, you'll meet somebody new and and – and they'll be like, what do you do? And then your wife is like, all right, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, like, she'll like sit back in her chair and go prepare herself. Like, here we go. You can always yeah, see. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, goes, she goes to grab her drink, you know. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay, so, so since 2008, so right in the recession, speaking of recession, you started oh, in the recession. Yeah, that's when I started mm-hmm. working there. And uh, we worked all the way through it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the company had a slow moment there. I mean, the yeah. it's a it's a mom pop family owned business, and they've been uh, in business in the Vegas Valley since 1993. Wow! So uh, the the owner would has have the employees come in if he didn't have work in the field, he paid them to sweep the shop. You know, he oh wow he he paid them to burn. You know, you got to keep all your files for the, like at least five years. So we would go through the, in the back of the warehouse on that rack, we would take down boxes from the nineties and we would burn them in a giant burn pile in a, in a barrel. He would just keep his employees busy and just make sure everybody got a paycheck. And, uh, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a big thing because yeah. I've been working for the union and it was like, don't have any work for you. Uh, sorry, go back to the hall. Oh, and by the way, your dues are due. Yeah. And yeah, you know, that, that got old. always do that gets old sometimes, you know, especially when you've got a mortgage and you've got bills to pay and you got things you want to buy, you got to have the work behind you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you and Bobby meet or Mike? I was scrolling through Instagram and I follow majestic fire protection. Who's that? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I never heard of him. (laughs) Yeah. And the owner of my company is wanting to get, he's a younger guy. He, his his wife's father is the owner and Karsten has stepped into the role of being, you know, the next guy in line to take the mm-hmm. company to the future. Nice. And uh, he worked his way up from being an alarm tech all the way up mm-hmm. to sitting in the boss's desk. Yeah. And he wants to start getting some presence on social media. Yeah. And he Great. found Majestic Fire's uh, Instagram page and he showed it to me. And then he showed me these little CAD cartoon like videos that you guys have been putting together showing the operation of a dry valve or the operate and he was like this is the kind of thing i've been envisioning in my head and somebody's already freaking doing it (laughs) (laughs) and and, like i i want to get awareness out there i want to get knowledge out there i want to be able to use stuff like this to train employees i mean this Mm -hmm. stuff you can't you can't just walk into a building and learn and know this stuff you have to be shown it taught it or Mm-hmm. get hands-on experience with it before you 100%. know it mm-hmm. takes years and, uh, he's like look at this instagram page and you tell me this isn't the coolest you know mm-hmm. stuff that you're seeing and i followed that's, you guys hey man best compliment you know that's all me 
Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> it's great. I, yeah. You know, I I have a little bit of an Instagram following. I'm a, I'm a nobody. I've got over a thousand followers, and I I do stories. Great job, bro. I do stories nice. and stuff, and it's pretty funny. People actually it's interesting page. Hey, hey, a thousand a thousand is really difficult to get in fire protection. So for real, I mean that. Good job, man. Yeah, and I'll, job, I'll do like little stupid stories about you know like a like a sprinkler head or like just. Yeah. And people are like, more, I want more. I can't get enough. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. even know these people. Dang, I've got yeah. a little man in this, you know? Oh, no, no. You're I got killing like, it too, dude. What, 600? Yeah, but you're still the, killing it. You're, I'm below that. They're so dope. I did, a, yeah. I did a, I did a, I did a, all right, stupid, we'll get there. I did a stupid, like, 20 second video on TikTok and I got 197,000 views. Dang. Dang. Yeah, well, TikTok gets the views. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do TikTok, man. It would be like I start scrolling, and four hours later, I'm Dude, like, "Tell me about oh, it. Where did it go?" You know? I was driving. I was driving earlier and scrolling, and I I said out loud to myself, "I go, are you serious?" I said that to myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said, and I put I put I put my phone down after that. I said, "No way, oh, I'm good. not scrolling while I'm driving." No Dude. way. Maybe in I traffic. had to delete it. <laughs> so I yeah, saw I, I never did the- TikTok. TikTok is, is it's hard. Here, you guys want to know my prediction about TikTok and Instagram? For our for our industry, Instagram is going to be the constant. I think TikTok is like it makes you feel really good, and it's it, the algorithm is all about let's get the best videos forward possible. That's why it's so addicting. But you have to understand, it's like whenever you're when you're appealing to people that much dopamine, it gets old after a while. So Instagram, I think just for business and such, it's it's going to be the constant. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? And you can, I think I like Instagram because you can talk to people. You know, I, I when I did TikTok, I, did, I had a channel for a little while and I couldn't really communicate with people yep. as well. Yep. Yeah, I'm just that's sketched out the, about the Chinese owning it. Yeah, yeah that's why, <laughs> that's why I was on like us. China. It's like China. a weapon. It's like a weapon or something. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I think data. about that every day. Yeah. I think about that every day. I'm like, man. Well, my other thing is that if it's a really sick TikTok video, it'll make it to Instagram. I might just be a couple days late. That's mm-hmm. true. The good That's TikToks true. make it to Instagram, and I get to see them still. Yeah. yeah. So, Tyson, uh, 15 years in the industry. You started in 2008. You met Sprinkler Bobby. Uh, and then you had a video recently do 127,000 views. What were you doing in the video? Um, I was in my garage and I was like, uh, hey, you know, in the movies, how when a, somebody pulls the fire alarm on the wall and all the sprinkler heads go off yeah. and I like have an actual pole station in my garage with two mm-hmm. horn strobes in my garage and I click it and pull it down and set the alarms off. Yeah. And uh, I hold my camera up at the sprinkler head and it's just sitting there and i'm like that doesn't really happen and then i like go into the <laughs> explaining how the yeah. element of the head actually works oh that's awesome. awesome okay that's what is your, i was just you, messing can you reshare you reshare that to instagram yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah. it's on instagram i believe yeah oh it is what is right. your handle Let's see it. my instagram handle is fireproof garage fireproof garage okay all right so for all the listeners fireproof garage go check them out go follow them so um after after the video or after 15 years in um in the business would you say that you got another 15 years in you 
So I actually got promoted a year and a half ago and uh, I don't pick up Congrats. a tool anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I worked myself into running the entire sprinkler division of my company mm. and I'm the field Sick. superintendent and field foreman. Mm. Uh, How do you awesome. like it? Good for you. Congratulations. It's great. It's great. I'm the top, the top paid employee at the company. And I, I don't oh, wow. think there's many more positions for me to move from that spot. Mm. So, so just um, keep really good at it. I could just, I could just do this, um, you know, for another five years, 10 years. I, the problem mm. is I, I don't like being stagnant. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the day you stop learning or knowing or pushing yourself or doing the next level, uh, it's not good. Right. So what I Agreed. noticed in this industry, um, especially in Atlanta, we have so many fire protection companies. So I've been doing this for like 14 years. My father's been doing it for I don't know how long. And then um, I haven't done an interview in I don't remember how long. Like I've been in like five uh, companies, but I just found out someone that I worked with. You know, the industry is so small. And I was like, oh, yeah. well, just ask that guy about me. Oh, and, and oh, and I worked with him. Ask him about me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then we just, when we walk in, it's just straight to negotiations. Like, I don't even know what a, what do you do in, in an interview? I don't even know. He's like, Same. Yeah. So that's the thing, you know, you, you treat your guys well in the field and they will go off to other companies. And when you're ready. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. You reach out and say, hey, I'm looking for this position. You don't have anything going on. Oh, and by the way, I was his superintendent. I was his superintendent. I was his superintendent. Ask him about me. Yeah. Treat everybody good. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someday that shitty apprentice might be the boss. That's right. Just going to take a little while to learn. Yeah. I was that guy. We were all that guy, you know, that apprentice didn't know anything. Yeah. I knew everything back then. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know everything now. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to I want people to come together here on this page and on this podcast and you know just come together and be seen and to know that you know what your work is really important, you know. Thank you. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Life safety. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sprinkler pay is good. Is it? Yeah, in Boston, we're one of the, we're the highest and one of the highest. That's where it's at. What does that look like? What? With the pay, not exactly like what you make, but what's the general for pipe fitters, inspectors? Right now, almost across the board, pipe trades are getting union pipe trades are getting a hundred dollars, probably an hour total package. What? Total but package. That's like there's a, there's that's a total package. It's not in the paycheck. Like, there's a lot that comes out of that. You got yeah. a pension. You got an annuity. You got your health care. You got the the dues that you got to pay twice. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes out of that. But so that's kind of like across the board now. I think by like 2022, everybody will be at 100 or over. Uh, 2023. That's wow. really good. I was talking to Donnie on the East Coast, and he was telling me 15 hours is pretty common. Yeah, 50, yeah. Now 50. 50. Um, 40, 40 to 50 for like a non-union shop you'd probably get as a journeyman, foreman. So Atlanta, uh, I know I was involved in the hiring processes um, in my last position. And uh, a good technician here in Atlanta is I make $35. Mm. 
to 37. 37 is like top. For an wow. inspector, for a sprinkler inspector, even if you have your back for license, $37 top. Yeah. But that they also what? What a tr- fully loaded truck and a gas card? And, oh, yeah. Gas card. Gr- yeah. You know, so good insurance. Yeah. I mean, you got to add that yeah. on top of that 37. That's that's a that's big. Hmm. So would y'all have that vehicles here? It's like common. We get vehicles, we get brand new tools. So I've worked non-union like, and union and the non-union, you're much more likely to get a vehicle. Mm. Okay. A mm. non-union shop is much more likely to give like every journeyman a vehicle. Yeah. Mm. And then, and then be able to pay them 37 or 40 and I'll give them a gas card. The unions, it's tougher mm. to get it. It's tougher to get a vehicle. Gas yeah. card's mm. huge. Right now, jeez, big. I love my gas card. <laughs> I, just, I, I know, I love that thing too. Well, Tyson, so, 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 what is your week? Is are you pretty busy during the week? Like, are you guys slammed or what? What's going on right now? Now that's cooled down. Oh man, we're slammed all the way through the year. Uh, mm. It never stops. I've got a, I've got a good, good estimating and design team in my office. Mm. So they're constantly estimating and putting out bids through jobs. Mm. Uh, we got, you know, there's a Southern Nevada contractors board that posts every single job that's being built and you have an invitation to bid. Mm. So there's guys that do that 20, you know, eight, eight hours a day, every day. And then mm. I got designers that sit in the office and design the jobs after the LOIs come through letter of intent. Mm. So we're going to move forward on the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, submittal, submittal to the different jurisdictions is where it comes to a halt, and yeah. that's where the permitting process and the time to get the plans reviewed and approved to install is where the struggle is. Yeah, uh, ordering material. I've got reps for Victolic, Viking. Uh, we use Ferguson. You know, I use uh, everything across the board. Very nice. Uh, just depends on price, and you know quantity and an amount of material that i'm ordering how's yeah. the design design's pretty good uh we have nice at nice at two certified designers hmm. we've got nice at two alarm designer so nice you have to have that to actually even submit drawings or you'd have to subcontract it out to an fpe fire protection engineer hmm. why are you at work right now i'm at home oh okay very nice. Yeah. And is that pretty close to work or? Uh, I'm a 15 minute drive to my shop every morning. Okay. All right. Well, nice. what's the most, what's the most disastrous sprinkler <laughs> in installation day you've ever experienced or heard of? Installing a dry what? system without having a quarter inch slope every 10 feet and ordering the same length dry pendant for a 500 mile long building. Okay. There was because, no slope oh, in the piping. No, no slope, and then every every ten feet, the dry pennant should be getting longer and longer and longer. Oh instead, they just, and instead, they just put a a two inch nipple and a three inch nipple on top of that dry pennant with a T. And then when you fill it, all that fitting is filled with water. Oh, and none of that water drains out. Oh my god. That is that's a so how long? That's, that's like unlimited the amount the of trash cans. The back <laughs> of the day, the guy that did purchasing was trying to cut corners and save a dollar. And I'm just going to mm. order them all the same, not understanding the uh, 
how a dry system is supposed to operate correctly and how you install it correctly. And yeah, and have that water in there. Day one on install. I'm just thinking about all the trapped water. Yeah. Holy crap. I was was worried about that section of pipe with the water in it freezing and creating an ice plug and cracking the fitting, which it did that winter. And we had catastrophe. Mm. So uh, after that plug thawed out, you had a flood. Wow. Yep. When was it? That was, uh, I want to say that was nine years ago. Okay. And it, was under problems like, and it was at a state facility, but super fitter, master fitter, myself, and two other guys had to go up there and we had to resolve that and get that all fixed. And now uh, we haven't had any issues since. So, really? Yeah. Nice. 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 Very nice. I got a question. Uh, since y'all are, especially Mike, you're in a lot colder climates than me. Um, how do y'all like in the winter time when your hands get wet from the sprinkler water and you're out there on like a loading dock with a power machine? How do you keep your hands workable? Mm. You suffer. Hope you have a good point yeah. that lets you go it's warm up. up. Jeez, I, I, <laughs> it's, I just it's think very, about that because like very similar to working in the heat. Like you're just working in the cold, man. I can remember pushing my eight foot ladder. There's there's like two feet of snow on the say the 10th floor, we were on Canal Street. So right outside the TD Garden, if you're ever in Boston, there's a big horseshoe building that I was at. And there was no windows at the time. And there was sideways snow. And you just you just oh, push your ladder man. through. You're, you're just trekking through the snow. We're gluing. We're gluing in the snow. Two-inch mains. Insane. Try to push together a two-inch two-inch T on some two-inch CB, PVC, you know. It's too cold, cold to work with the... Too cold to work with the glue, man. It was. Ooh. It was, you know. What you know, and the guy just wants you to keep going. I'd be worried. Yeah, you about push this job suffer. through. It's always weird for me when I go like to Florida. We travel to Florida a lot. When I see backflows uh, outside yeah. the building, like above, like it's outside the building, coming out of the sidewalk. That that you don't <laughs> see that out here. All the backflows are inside. Arizona's mm-hmm. like that. The backflows just like on the sidewalk. It's strange to me every time I see it. All that's the risers awesome. in Arizona on buildings are just right outside the building. It's yeah, right that's crazy. It's like that yeah. in Florida, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's so strange. So if you work on that, man, you're getting hammered by the sun. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so what's hammered. what's the uh, – Tyson, what, what's going on for the next month? What are you up to? What do you got going? We're doing a gigantic retrofit on, a, on a, what it used to be a Kmart. And uh, it used to have a suspended ceiling across 500,000 square foot of warehouse with over 900 pendants. And we are that they took the ceiling out and now we're turning all the drops up and making them into sprig ups with three quarter uprights at the top times 900. Is that temporary or that's how they're going to leave it? That's how it's going to stay forever. That's that's it. And it's copper. Oh. Copper. You're yeah. soldering? We're doing press fit. Press fit. Nice. Yeah. Good up to That's 300 cool. PSI. That's cool. Jeez, oh, material costs must be crazy. Yeah, that's an expense. That's a good job. That's, that's, and we get to keep all the copper so that we cut out. Oh, all the drops coming down are copper. Probably yeah, like 10 we're footers. Just, we're eating four feet from each, every one of them and putting a one footer back in. Wow. Do you work with fire pumps? I do. Every day. Every day. Pretty much, yeah. 
we were talking about fire pumps last week, uh, testing them and such. Yeah. Uh, do you open the a lot the panel often, or are you not? Hell yeah! I gotta open it, pull the door open, and I switch that little switch to off. See, Mike, <laughs> yeah. this, 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 it, it's every every state is different. Listen, like some, it's different. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm forbidden. So I, think. There, I, was, I will switch to off, and um, like I will open the thing up, especially when I'm when I'm uh, testing the batteries. You know, crank one, crank two. But as far as like touching one of those wires with like a probe, nah, nah no, I don't, not, I don't do not, any of that. I'm not work. suiting up. I just turn the, I just turn the main fire pump controller panel to off. We'll fill the system. We'll do our job. Jockey pump. We'll top it off. After jockey pump turns off and I'm back to static pressure, I just slip it back to auto. Mm. Mm. I think he's asking you- if you actually open the fire pump doors on the controller. Yeah, you have to because the the yeah. manual off switch is inside that controller. Oh, but, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I'm not. I'm actually going to be testing a, a a fire pump that's been. We've had some issues with it. Well, not us. Another company failed it. I'm actually going to do a video on that. Uh, but I got out there and I'm supposed to be just doing a, a fire pump uh, test. And I get there, and then the uh, the casing bowls are are filled with water. And then I just noticed like lots of junk. So then now I might have taken the job, but I'm like, this this uh this fire pump's not even ready to be tested. So I mm, I uh ready. turned up you know the the pump off, I opened the cabinet yeah. and turned it off and isolated everything and then take out all the lines with uh of the gauges, the suction and discharge gauges and cleaned out all that. And now it's ready. But uh I'm gonna do a video and I'll send I'll post a picture of or I guess a video of what he's talking about when you open mm-hmm. up the the controller. I Show think me. I should be going. Yeah, I should be going in uh, a couple weeks to retest that pump. And there's there's different and there's different you know fire pump controller boxes all over the valley. I mean, there's oh, some yeah. there's some yeah. from back in the day. They got the big old handle on the side of it. You yank down and shut it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, those ones, I just I just shut that off. And and they'll have one and two. You'll have a backup one. So you got to make that's sure what I, that's what I'm dealing with always. You got to make sure you with shut a them generator. Off. Yeah, Every time. you got to off in the in the reverse that you shut them, that you turn them back on. So there's just a lot of knowledge there, and once you do it, uh, never had one blow up, never had any issues. You know, <laughs> make yeah. sure you do the same sequence that you do when you fill back up. Now, hmm. when you switch, when you hit that switch, or you open the door and turn it, do you stand to the side? Absolutely. Oh yeah, every time. Yeah. I'm not standing in front of that thing. No way. No way. You guys ever yeah. seen this? Hell yeah, that's the laser grid stick, baby. <laughs> this is my baby right here. No so, more whirly bird, huh? Well, you could call it a whirly bird if you want. When I started, I was, we used plum bobs on the end of a string. Yeah. Yeah, where'd you hang it from though? I worked with a guy that was swore by his plum bob. I'm like, I got nowhere to hang it from, Bubs. You didn't hold it. <laughs> Who holds it? You I hold do. it and then I measure the arm. Measure the oh. arm over. I'll do it myself. <laughs> and then you got to hold it while then you grab the arm. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, no, if you got I do nice have a question. Grid, this thing's great right here. So, so uh, Tyson, you worked your you worked your way into uh, um, the office, and then previously for me coming back into the field, I was in a uh, accounts management and acquisitions and management as well. 
uh, did some consulting. Um, and I just wanted to see like, Hey, you know, tattoos in the industry, you know, I have lots of tattoos. You have lots of tattoos. Do you ever ha- came across, like, what do you, do you think it's like switching across the board on the professional level? So I've had people call the office, you know, and they're like, Hey, so-and-so said that I, I need to take my storage down off my shelf. Cause it's too close to the sprinkler head in my closet. And they're like, well, what, what was his name? They're like, I told me I got to be 18 inches below the deflector. Is that true? And they're like, well, who told you that? You're like, oh, the, yeah. the effing tattooed guy. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he's right. You need to take your storage down. You can't get you to be 18 inches below the deflector. <laughs> so yeah, I get a lot of, I get a lot of people not taking me serious and think I'm just blowing smoke up their butt. Mm. But, uh, you know, it, it's more accepted now than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm. No, I, uh, I only came across like a, I want to say just a less than a handful of clients that like judged me. I could tell that they were judging me on my tattoos. Now these are like hiring <laughs> uh, clients, but like yeah. other than that, like even the university me. of Georgia, they were man, judging or, me. yeah, no. Right. And then like high end, no one cares. <clears throat> No one, my apprentice, no one cares. We're, we're in the middle of a hospital job. My apprentice goes and gets fucking the whole throat tat done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. I don't mind it, but you know, in a hospital setting, you know, he, he's got, a, he's got them all. He went, now he's like, I think he did like the sideburn. I could probably get him on here. We could probably have him on throat oh, tat. You got to get, get, him, get him on right now. Yeah. There's, right. Fire inspectors, <laughs> there's fire inspectors in Clark County, Nevada here that, that, are blasted dude they got their face tattooed they're down their throat and they're wearing a a uniform with a badge and they come out to do my quarterly and annually inspections and they come out to all my new construction and permitted uh, jobs and do all my my acceptance inspections and it's like people i know the guy and i'm talking to him and everybody like the superintendents and contractors like is this is that guy really an inspector like they don't take him serious so yeah i can see how that how it yeah. is but yeah, he's the inspector dude he's the ahj whether so i'd be cool with him he's whether he's either gonna let you move in today or he's not so that's <laughs> or not yeah yeah what brings you the most joy working in your job tyson to putting the juice onto a on a brand new system the first time that's uh and all that like hard it. work all those grooves and throwing your wrench at your apprentice and just yeah. all the long hot hard days it's all paid off at that point. Yeah. That's it. That's the How about best when you part. find that that first little drip, you know, and you know exactly who was there. I make I make my guys <laughs> put, make my guys put their initials next to their fittings. Oh wow. Oh, I, can remember. Right. I remember the section that they would they were on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really great, man. It's a good industry. It's a protect it's a protected industry it serves without having to take credit yeah it's it's a serious it's just actually a big serious deal here in las vegas i have i have six jurisdictions mm-hmm. uh that say yay or nay mm. and so uh it's uh if you don't install it correctly they're pretty knowledgeable and they're gonna know it yeah. and i i go to every single inspection yeah. So if they're going to have the most knowledgeable guy in the inspection in that AHJ out there to make sure that this place passes and ready for people to occupy it. They send me to make sure I can, you know, disagree or agree 
and we'll sit there and we'll talk code on the hood of their truck for an hour uh, until we all on the same page. There are a lot of inspectors here that try to have the wish list and mm -hmm. uh, not written in the code book. It's not an NFP 13. It's not an IFC. You can't enforce it. So having the knowledge mm -hmm. and understanding that is a really big deal too. And that's kind of, uh, I can hire anybody off the street to go wrench a piece of pipe in and put a hanger and an all thread on. But if you don't understand the installation requirements and know the back of the NFP 13, like your hand, I, you know, that's, that's, I need you to be knowledgeable and understand the code that you're installing. To finish off the episode, is there anything you'd recommend to apprentices or people that are starting off in the industry and how you think they should um, go about, you know, learning more or staying motivated or whatever? My, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Eric Triplett, the pond digger, he has a, uh, a podcast about ponds and uh, we've recorded a couple episodes on there about the, uh, the, the, the craftsman series, uh, the apprenticeship mindset. And uh, it's just to be a sponge, you know, you, you walk into it and you need to absorb everything around you and you need to be, yeah. you need to be physically and mentally there. Yeah. You know, I'll have, I'll have a new guy start and he's like, on his phone, yeah. I'm like yeah. go back to the shop. Right. What do you mean? Right. I'm like, you're not even here, man. Go back to the shop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna waste my time. Right. I'm too old for that. And I don't have any patience for it. So. Yeah. Be like and a sponge. That, that might be that might be a little harsh, but I mean that's that's this is the reality. This is life safety. This is a serious trade. Uh, yeah. You know, you make a mistake, you're talking about thousands and thousands or millions of dollars in damage. Yeah. And uh, you either you either show up here and you're here to do this mm -hmm. or you're not. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't just need another guy that needs a paycheck. Yeah. I need a guy that's going to learn this trade and be able to handle any situation that comes up in the field. Yeah. You know, and customer service, you got to be able mm -hmm. to provide a service, do the job correctly to code. And you're the one that's going to face legality if it's not right. Not me. Yeah. It's yeah. true. What about you, Mike? That's good stuff, uh, Tyson. Super. That good. was so, that was very well yeah. said. I don't know, I don't know like, if I can like, follow up great on that, but act I like think, a sponge, really. Uh, One thing I'll tell you? my apprentice is I never want my apprentice to come to me if I tell him to do you know X, Y, and Z, and he says, "Well, Tyson, I worked with Tyson. He doesn't do it like that." Hmm. All right. Well, listen. He might have done it his way, but we're going to do it. You know, that's I, one thing I'll tell the apprentice. Don't tell me what another foreman did or how the last guy did it. That's not how we're doing right. it here. I totally Everybody's different, and there's there's ten ways to skin a duck. You don't. You're not necessarily doing it the wrong way. Maybe someone's got to, they'll be able to do it a minute faster, but there's a lot of different ways to do this. Absolutely. And everyone's got their own way. And as the apprentice, you're just going to just shut up and, and do what your foreman tells you to do. Yeah. That's it. That's really good, man. The Fire Protection Roundtable.